my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here. It's the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm continuing with the reunion series for the month of June. And the episode I'm covering today is from season four, episode nine, entitled One Last Kiss. This episode aired November 16th, 1990. In this episode, Jesse eagerly anticipates his high school reunion until an ex-girlfriend contacts him. And of course, I always like to read the DVD box summary for the episode. Jesse's high school reunion means music, memories, and perhaps a dangerous liaison with a former flame. That one was creative. I'll give it that. It was creative. Okay, so this episode's got a 6.9 out of 10 based on 205 ratings. We do have guest starring Erica Elenik as Carrie Fowler, the ex-girlfriend in question here. We have, of course, Gary Griffin reprising his role as Gary, part of... Jesse and the Rippers, also some other bandmates, Roger Lodge, who plays Roger, and this next person is a member of Jesse's high school band called Discipline Problem, which, (laughs) interesting, he is played by Ken Thorley. I'm kind of curious if Gary has done anything outside of Full House, I'm sure he has, okay, he played in the 2014 movie Love and Mercy, L.D. Ray. And, oh, he was in 10 episodes of Full House. And two episodes of Fuller House. The Rippers slash Gary. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin. Writer Leslie Ray. Writer David Stephen Simon. And we do have some trivia here. Sparky, the dog Michelle wants to keep, belongs to to her future best friend, Teddy. That's right. We don't meet Teddy until season five. Okay. Oh, that's right. Trivia. This is the last time Jesse is seen with his original long hair. Um, I can tell you that's not original long hair. That is, what do they call that? Like a fall or something? Like a, a hair attachment, a hair piece? Because you can definitely tell it definitely did not grow out of the back of Jesse's head. <laughs> that hair. Ugh. <laughs> of course, before I get into the podcast, I always like to let the Tanner newbies, Full House and Fuller House podcast newbies know where you can find the podcast on social media the podcast does have its own facebook page instagram page and twitter page just search on facebook full house podcast or fuller house podcast the oh my land to holy chulupas podcast will pop up also the podcast does have an email address if you would like to send an email in regards to how much you enjoy the podcast 
your favorite episodes of either Full House or Fuller House, your favorite characters and such. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support the podcast, I don't do Patreon, so I'm not asking for your money. Just a second of your time, if you can jump on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the podcast. Just search Full House, Fuller House Podcast. It'll pop up in the search bar. And yeah, just leave a review. You can leave emojis or whatever you like to do. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And another thing, this podcast is different from other Full Full House and Fuller House podcasts you may find on iTunes. For one, it is an all-ages podcast. It is kid-friendly, so you will not find any rated E for Explicit episodes on here. I wanted to create an alternative to the other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there that parents could be comfortable listening to with their kids in the room or in the car. And just, you know, something for kids and parents to to listen to. Also, if you want to watch episodes of Full House, Hulu has all eight seasons. If you want to watch Fuller House, just... Go get Netflix. All five seasons are out right now. Also, speaking of season five of Fuller House, the final season, it is coming out, I believe it's next week, or is it the week after, that Fuller House is coming out on DVD season five, which is awesome, so I'm going to snag that, because honestly, it's easier to watch the DVDs than to watch it streaming on my laptop. For me, so, yeah. Yeah, so this month is pretty much all about reunions. Last week I covered Fraternity Reunion. This week I'm covering One Last Kiss, which focuses on Jesse's 10-year high school reunion. However, in Season 6, it is revealed that Jesse did not graduate graduate high school. Fraternity Reunion focused on Danny and Joey's college reunion, where they have to steal their coveted fraternity seal back from the sorority sisters that stole it from them. (laughs) And of course, closing out the reunion series for June will be Fuller House Season 2, DJ and Kimmy's High School Reunion. We do get an appearance by the original actor who played Viper, also the original actor who played Dwayne, and we have Hell Sparks who is subbing in for Jason Marsden, the original actor who played Nelson. So, yes, Hal Sparks takes on the role of Nelson for an episode. I didn't think he did a bad job. He did a good job. I mean, it would have been nice if we'd have gotten, you know, Jason Marsden, the original Nelson. But, you know, like I said, Hal Sparks did a good job. Also this month, another cast member birthday episode I'm going to be covering... For the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are celebrating a birthday this year. So, as they do every year. So, I am going to be celebrating that with, I believe it's season seven's Wrong Way Tanner. Where Michelle (laughs) decides to sign up for soccer. Oh, she's following in her older sister DJ's footsteps. How cute. (laughs) Because remember in season two, DJ was all about the soccer. She was all about the karate. She was all about horses. Many facets to DJ. Many, many facets. 
And of course, Stephanie, we know her as more of a, a girl who likes to, you know, to dance. She was a ballerina. She took a dance class. It was a whole thing. With Michelle, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint as far as her interests other than cookies and cake. <laughs> um, but because she's only like, by the time the show ends, it's like she's nine years old. And at the end of the show, she's all of a sudden into horses, kind of like, just like TJ was in season two. <laughs> Podcast-wise for July, we'll just kind of kind of wait and see. Kind of wait and see. Once we get knowing more what's going to be going on, I can update you then. But yeah, we're just, we're going to do the reunion of One Last Kiss. Jesse is tempted by an ex-girlfriend at his high school reunion, which... As we know, in the beginning of season four, first episode of season four, Jesse and Becky, he proposed to her. They are officially engaged. I have so many things, so much anger towards Carrie Fowler. I can't even stand it. But I will table it, and I will get to that when that scene comes up. Ah! <laughs> All right, of course, another thing. Side plot and one last kiss. Someone's celebrating a birthday in the Tanner home. Comet. Comet is turning one year old. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's jump into this cold open. All right, cold open. We're in the kitchen. Danny's coming home from work and he sees Stephanie has made a meatloaf and spray cheese birthday cake for Common. Apparently that's his favorite is spray cheese and meatloaf. <laughs> and Danny's like, oh, that looks great. Just don't ask me to lick off the spoon. It's spray cheese. This, it basically is edible for humans. I mean, meatloaf can be good. I've never had it with spray cheese before, but I'd try it. I mean, this is a 19... Let me double check the air date here. Is yeah, almost the end of November sixteenth, nineteen ninety. So I, I'm sure maybe there might have been doggy bakeries out there. Do you think maybe in nineteen ninety? I mean, I know they weren't booming and huge like they are now, but I bet you could find one that would bake a dog cake out of you know, dog food or something. Well, here comes Michelle in the doorway. <gasps> Do I see a cake? And of course, she runs up to it. And Stephanie's like, hey, this is for Comet's birthday. Keep your paws off. And Michelle's like, I'll try, but birthday cake makes me crazy. I'm like, sweetie, I don't know if you'd be into this cake. It's meatloaf and spray cheese. And Danny comes over and is like, Stephanie, did I hear that you're throwing a birthday party for Comet? I mean, I get that he's a member of the family. It's like, Danny... Let her have this. Common is very much a part of your family. And he deserves to have a birth. It's, it's his first birthday, too, of course. You always celebrate the first birthday. Here comes Comet. <laughs> As Danny's like, oh, you look, I know he's family. Of course, Stephanie's like, shh. And she goes over to Comet. I thought she was going to like put her hands over his ears. Like, shh, not in front of the DOG, Dad. So Michelle, of course, tells Danny that she could spell her own name, and she's spelling M I C H E 
L L L L E. And he's like, that's great, Michelle. Yo, la, 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 la. <laughs> Stephanie asked Danny, like, hey, Dad, do you think I could come out of the house for a bit so Joey and I can set up a surprise party? Danny just laughs it off like, oh, okay. So what? You want me to take him to dinner and a movie? And Stephanie's like, Dad, come on. He's a dog. Take him shopping. Because, I mean, did PetSmart and Petco exist around this time? I mean, maybe he could have taken, you know, Kama to the pet store and let him pick out, you know, a stuffed animal or a giant bone or a squeak toy or, or just or something something that you know a doggy day take him out for a doggy day you got beaches there in San Fran go take him to the beach let him go jump in the water run in the sand have fun take him on a nice car ride roll the window down let him stick his head out so Michelle's like, ooh, frosting. She picks up the spatula that's got that cheese whiz on there. And, she's, and she licks it. And she's like, ugh, yuck. I'm like, seriously? She probably thought it was actual frosting frosting. And then when her tongue hit the stuff, it's like, ugh. I mean, cheese whiz. Michelle holds the spatula up and like glares at Stephanie. You are a bad cook. No, you just shouldn't have just been picking stuff up and putting your mouth on it. And that was the cold open. <laughs> that one was actually quite long. Usually they're not very long. They're like less than a minute. Like maybe even 30 seconds or less. Hey. Steph, what's going on? I'm just finishing Hamid's birthday cake. I made his favorite. Meatloaf with cheese frosting. That looks just great. Just, just don't ask me to look off the spoon, okay? Do I see a cake? birthday party. Keep your paws off. <laughs> I'll try, but birthday cake makes me crazy. Can I just hear you say you're throwing a birthday party for Comet? Look, I know he's family, but... <laughs> Not in front of the D.O.G. I didn't spell Michelle. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-L-L E. That was very good, Michelle. La, 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 la. Dad, could you get coming out of the house later so Joey and I can set up his surprise party? Oh, and where do you want me to take him? Dinner and a movie? Don't be silly. He's a dog. Take him shopping. Mmm, <laughs> frosting. Yeah. You are a bad cook. So we come out of the intro, we're in Jesse's room, he's jamming on his guitar, and Joey comes in, hearing Jesse play what sounds like the opening notes to My Sharona, because that's exactly what Joey starts singing, and he's jamming out. I love how Joey's doing air guitar. (laughs) And then Jesse stops playing and just lets Joey, like, go for it, and Joey's going to... And he's getting lower and lower to the ground. And Jesse's like, get down, Joseph. And Joey's like on the floor. He's like, I am down. I can't get up. Oh, good grief. Okay, so early in the episode, I know. But I think we have a winner 
let's just say a contestant for the worst outfit of the episode. It's going to Joey's beige looking with sweater with the different colored handprints on it. It's just, it's really bleh. But Jesse is in the running for best. Uh, I, I love that blazer he's wearing. It's, it's not quite plum, but is there another one that's just a hint above that? And he's wearing like a white shirt underneath. It looks really, really good. His hair and skin tone really complement the blazer along with the white shirt. And Jesse has been known to wear some pretty good blazers over the last four seasons. Is it just me or not? Now that I'm thinking about it, it feels like Jesse's blazer phase kind of slowly starts to um, go away over time. Like maybe season five onward, because then we get more, you know, even, you know, season six, we get more longer hair Jesse, and he's more wearing the t-shirts and, and the leather vests and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and if you think that Joey's uh, beigey brown handprint sweater is awful, look at his white they're almost like acid-washed jeans, and it's just not a good combination. Like, who dressed you, buddy? We know you've dressed better than this. And Joey's like, hey, Jess, aren't you going to be late for your high school reunion? And Jesse says, yeah, I mean, I'm just working out some old tunes, getting back with the old band. So, yeah, he's not getting back with Jesse and the Rippers. However, some members of Jesse and the Rippers did form... And they were, they belonged to his discipline problem band in high school. So he's known who we dub, as we know, as the Rippers. He's known them for quite a while. He went to high school with a couple of them. So they're pretty tight. Which honestly makes it that much harder when the, the band in season eight, episode one, Comet's Excellent Adventure, ends up kicking Jesse out of his own band. And of course... So this is 1990. Jesse, quote-unquote, graduated 10 years ago. So, of course, he's going to be doing hits like My Sharona, which I believe came out, what, 78, 79? And, you know, some other 80s hits. Because we know Jesse really does not have any real original music. A lot of, 98% of his stuff that he does is covers. 100% just about covers. There have been... A couple so I don't even remember that song from Rock the Cradle or Rock Yeah, Rock the Cradle from when Becky finds out she's pregnant. And Jesse's singing that song called Flesh Toned Love Affair. I think that's gotta be one of the worst songs I've ever heard Jesse sing on the show. It's just bleh. so many people, so many different saxophones and musical instruments. There's like at least ten people. Like that's too many people. And no band needs 10 people or more. Yeah, Jesse says I'm getting back with my old ba high school band. And, of course, Joey's kind of like, Well, 10-year reunion, you sure are getting up there, old grandpa! Like, dude! <laughs> Jesse just turned... Well, he's got... Okay, he turned 26 in the second season. This is season 
four. This is more than half. No, this is early on season four. So he's got to be at least like 27 and a half at this point. Maybe going on 28. Jesse gives Joey a tip. Look, Joseph, in life, it's not important about how you look. It's how much hair you have left. It's a 10-year reunion, not a 30-year reunion. My good grief. I'd say by your 40th high school reunion, you're going to be like, hey, how many gray hairs you got? Wow, you look like you got a whole head full of them. You got all your teeth? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Well, wait a minute. No, that wouldn't make... No, 40 high school reunion. No, that would only put a person at close to 60. No. And the thing is, 60 isn't what 60 was like 30 plus years ago. It's just not. 60 like 30 years ago looked like someone who has probably looked like they're heading into their 80s that's not the case anymore i mean if you make it to your 50th high school reunion so you're hitting on 70 then i'd start counting the gray hairs or if you still you know how many hairs you got on your head and how much teeth you got in your head that are actually your own so, yeah, Jesse puts his guitar in his guitar case. He and Joey head out his bedroom door. And, of course, here comes the answering machine with Little Miss Vixen here. Little Miss, what's the word I want to call her? Homewrecker? We'll start with that. That's considered tame to what I want to call her. I love Jesse's answering machine message. Talk to me. <laughs> it's quick. It's to the point. And yeah. Of course, we hear this muskrat, muskrat. I didn't even know when I was younger watching this that this was even a real song. I had no idea. Apparently, it is a real song. She's singing muskrat love about going out on the town and doing it right and this and that and then she adds let's do it right she she's into rhyming and apparently this this carrie is and she says let's do it right tonight we've got 10 years to make up for it jesse girl do you think this guy has been waiting around 10 years for you we'll get to it we will get to it let's just table that until we get to the reunion and then claws are coming out claws are coming out i love how when joey comes in because jesse comes in as soon as he hears that voice you, you it's almost like he's being transported back to 10 years ago with his ex-girlfriend carrie and joey's got this look on his face like oh this is an interesting development like he knows that jesse's had ladies well before becky but the way that Carrie's singing this song and saying about, hey, we got 10 years to make up for it. She always gets this look on his face like, Jesse has a past. Like, a past. A past. And Jesse's so surprised. He's like, gosh, I can't believe it. And Joey says, neither can I. Your song was Muskrat, muskrat Love? Ugh. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. This is interesting here. Jesse says, it was playing the first time Carrie and I kissed. And Joey says, where did that happen? In an elevator? And Jesse says, don't be dumb. In a dentist office. Okay, I got questions. I have questions. One, uh, was Carrie working at a reception as a reception? 
She was in high school. How was she going to do Brooke as a receptionist? Were, did they both, both, like, meet there? Like, both of them had an appointment. They just met each other. They locked eyes. They shared a kiss. I raises so many questions in my head. I mean, when I think first kisses between people, I surely don't picture a dentist office. Is the last place I would think. So Jesse is so taken by this memory of Carrie in his mind. He sits down in, on his bed. He's like, oh, Joseph, you should have seen her. She had this, these hypnotic eyes. Face of an angel as Joey is grabbing Becky's pictures, like trying to bring Jesse back down to earth. Jesse says, most amazing body. And Joey holds up the picture of Becky, which this looks like a photo that she got done specifically for Jesse. This isn't like a professional headshot for Wake Up San Francisco or anything like that. This isn't something that was, this isn't like her high school graduation photo. This is like, hi, look, um, my boyfriend and I, we've been dating for about a year or so. I really want to give him a picture of me, one that's professionally done, that's tasteful. It really does look like a nice picture. You know, it's not seductive. It's just she's really, although she's not smiling, she does have a serious face, a serious expression. Of course, Jesse takes one look at Becky, and he, it's like, oh, yeah, right, that's right, I'm engaged. I mean, Carrie, you know, she's, she was just okay. I mean, she's not Becky. Jesse talks about how Carrie was his one great love. Jesse, you've been dating since you were probably in kindergarten, okay? But anyway, he mentions how, oh, we were talking about getting married, having kids, you know, and graduating high school. When we meet Carrie in that, when we see her in that flashback, nowhere do we hear a girl who's wanting to settle down, who's wanting to have kids, who, we don't get any of that from her. But then again, like I said, I'm going to table it. We, Carrie is the one who wants to explore possibilities that aren't in the United States of America. I'll leave it at that. And Jesse says, you know, I haven't seen her in like 10 years, and I'm going to see her tonight. And Joey brings up a good point. He's like, Jess, what if all those old feelings come back again? And then Jesse realizes, like, oh, oh, I can't go. <laughs> and Joey actually volunteers, like, hey, won't you bring me with you as your plus one? You know, someone who distract her. <laughs> yeah, right. He only to bring Becky, which we'll get into that later in just a moment. It's not your age, how much hair you have left. <laughs> oh, not your age. Life is good. <laughs> it's only been ten years. <laughs> Talk to me. 
scrap my scrap, candlelight, doing the town and doing it right. Let's do it right. Tonight. We've got ten years to make up for, Jesse. I'll see you later. My old girlfriend Carrie sang our old song. I don't believe it. Me neither. Your song was Muskrat Love. <laughs> Playing the first time we kissed. Where were you? In an elevator? <laughs> don't be dumb. It was a dentist office. <laughs> she was you should have seen her. She had the most incredible hypnotic eyes. Face of an angel. Most amazing body. Remember Becky? She was okay. <laughs> Carrie Fowler. She, always, she was like my first great love, you know? Yeah. Me and her had all these dreams, you know? We dreamt of getting married, mm. having kids, <laughs> graduating. <laughs> I haven't seen her in 10 years, and I'm going to see her tonight. Just what happens if all those old feelings come back? You're engaged. Oh my God, I'm not going. Oh, come on, Jess. You got to go to your high school reunion. You just bring somebody <laughs> along that can, uh, you know, distract her. Somebody intelligent. Sexy, extremely attractive. You're right, Joey. So, yeah, Joey suggests Jesse brings someone, you know, a plus one with him to distract Carrie. You know, someone intelligent, sexy, and extremely attractive. Which I think sexy pretty much covers extremely attractive. And Jesse's like, you know what, Joey, you're right. Hey, Becky! Which, she's in the other room across the hall with DJ and Kimmy. She promised the girls she's going to take them to witness eyewitness news. Because Jesse says, you know, I want to, you know, you know how I told you, Becky, that I, you didn't have to come with me to my high school reunion? Because, you know, you'd find it boring. You're like, well, I don't know anybody here. I'm just going to be so bored. Luckily, Jeremy, in the time that we lived in Michigan, he, he had never shown an interest in going to any of his high school reunions. I think in 1993, so 2023, would be his 30th high school reunion. So hard to believe that when Jeremy was graduating high school, I was finishing up fifth grade. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I wasn't finishing up fifth grade. I'm sorry. No, I think it was... No, I was finishing up fourth grade, so I would have been 10 going on 11, so I wouldn't even have been in fifth grade yet until, nine, until 93 to 94. Okay. Yeah, Becky's like, oh, I can't thank you enough for letting me off the hook from going with you. And... Now Jesse is just like practically begging Becky, like, please, you have to go with me. You know, I want to show off my fiancé. Which, honestly, this would be a good idea. You know, just like, look, this girlfriend's going to be there. I could really use you as a buffer. <laughs> of course, DJ's like, look, I promised my journalism, you know, the, for, you know, I'm the editor of the student paper. If I don't follow through on an, a, a task I gave myself, I have to give myself a lecture in front of my other classmates. I, I can't do that. So, jeez. Kimmy's like, wow, your 10-year high school reunion, that means you started high school when before I was even born because the girls are 14 at this point. So I was like, well, yeah. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's why they call them the good old days. Ah, oh, another dig at Kimmy. And I noticed both Kimmy and DJ do have notebooks with them, and DJ has 
of course, what they had available back then, the 35mm camera, you know, she probably wants to take pictures of the news anchors and, you know, probably get her picture taken with some of them. Because it almost feels like news anchors are just below celebrity status in some ways because, you know, they're local and stuff like that. I remember when I worked at the video store, I think I waited on a couple of news, uh, news anchors, newscasters from one of the news stations. Okay, I think we have a possible another contender for worst outfit. Kimmy with her pale orange outfit and matching headband. But honestly, that's not as bad as Joey's. I think so far Joey's going to get it hands down for the worst outfit of the episode. Uh, yeah, speaking of Kimmy's pale orange shirt, she's got these little swirly things on her shirt that they look like they, the four of the swirly marks together form like a fidget spinner and there's multiple like fidget spinner images go running up and down her shirt and it's just like when did the fidget spinner come out was that 2015 I know I probably bought one at one point yeah I think I, I swear I bought one like Jeremy and I were celebrating our maybe our eighth an wedding anniversary. We were going to Mackinac Island and we stopped at a um, gas station and I picked up a couple lottery tickets, maybe a scratch off and they had fidget spinners. I'm like, okay, I'll get one of these just to, you know, try it out. See what the big deal is. It's just okay. It was just okay. It wasn't great. But then again, I don't think I was the intended audience for a fidget spinner. So because I thought originally it was intended more for children that had maybe ADHD or something, or maybe even, I don't even know if, were they intended for children with autism? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if they were like a calming mechanism or something, or I'm not sure. So Becky heads out to take the girls to down to the news station. And, of course, Jesse wants to give her one last kiss goodbye. And the audience is just like, woo! And, of course, he's, oh, just one more. And she looks at him afterwards and says, Jess, you are coming back, aren't you? It's like the way that he was kissing her, like he was never going to see her again. Or he wanted to remember what her mouth tasted like. I don't know. <laughs> Just to remind me when and when I see Carrie, like, oh, I'm an engaged man. I'm an engaged man. <laughs> Which apparently, we'll get to that when we get to the uh, the reunion. Apparently, none of his bandmates have any idea. I mean, I see that Ham doesn't know, but it's like Gary and Roger are part of Jesse and the Rippers. So did they? This is episode nine of season four. You're telling me in that amount of time he hasn't had any gigs with his bandmates, no practices, and he didn't say, hey, guys, I'm officially off the market. I'm engaged. <clears throat> but then again, wouldn't you kind of consider yourself off the market once you're com you've committed to dating someone seriously and not seeing anyone else? I, another thing real bad, quick, going back to Kimmy's hair... The way that this headband is just pushing the back of her hair kind of upward, almost like Peggy Bundy style for Married with Children, I just, I don't, 
It's just, and not to mention it's pale orange along with a pale, pale orange headband really seems to wash out Andrea Barber's skin. Like her skin is, it's lighter than Candace Cameron's and it's just some colors I feel just kind of like really wash your skin out. If you're going to wear orange, wear orange, but wear a bright orange. Don't wear something so, so, I don't know. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> just, I've seen Kimmy, I swear I've seen her wear orange before, but it's not like such a pale tangerine orange. Kimmy, of course, makes a joke that makes people uh, question her intelligence. What time does the 6 o'clock news start? And DJ just looks at her and says, please tell me you're kidding. And they leave. And then this is where Jesse kisses Becky twice. I'm just like, you can do this any time. Seriously. The news at 6 o'clock is not going anywhere. The people are still going to be there. When is he's never going to have another 10-year reunion? I love how we still have a picture of some horses to remind us that, hey, remember when DJ brought that horse home back in season two? And she was into horses. She has hor had horse figurines. She might still on her dresser. But she's got pictures of George Michael still, Paula Abdul, maybe one of Janet Jackson. She's got a, like a cutout of a fish bowl with a couple fish in it. I like how she's got a shelf above her bed that has like a little stereo and a, and a boom box. Even though she's got a bigger stereo when you walk into the room that's on kind of a a red metal shelf display. Becky! Angela! <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're still here. Listen, remember I said that you didn't have to come to my reunion because you'd be bored to death? Yes, and I can't thank you enough. <laughs> you're welcome, and you're coming. Listen, Jesse, Rebecca's taking me and Kimmy down to the station. We get to eyewitness, eyewitness news. You can do that anytime. It's my 10 year reunion. I want to show off my fiance. 10 year reunion? Boy, you are ancient. That means you started high school before I was even born. That's what we call the good old days. Kimmy! Well, All right, this is research for an article for the school paper. I'm the editor, and I gave myself an assignment. So if I don't come through for me, I'm going to have to give myself a stern lecture in front of the whole class. And it's really hard to do this to yourself. We better go. Yeah, what time does the 6 o'clock news start? Please tell me you're kidding. Going down there the news. I promise the girls. Have a great time at your reunion. Okay, I just want to give you a goodbye kiss. <laughs> just one more. Just one. Jess, you are coming back, aren't you? Okay, so we are going to jump back to plot B, which is Comet's first birthday. Danny took him for a very long, long walk. He emphasizes long walk because he's just outside the front door and wants to, that's the, that's a code word for like, we're back, I'm back with Comet. Make sure everything's ready to go because I'm opening the door. So Danny opens the door and just a look of surprise because we got, let's see here. We got one, two, three, four, five dogs. We got a what looks like it could be a Basset Hound. We have a Doberman with a studded collar standing next to Stephanie. We got the 
basset hound on like that ottoman thing seat cushion <clears throat> we got the dog from beethoven <clears throat> excuse me um who played sparky also we will learn later that sparky belongs to teddy just as it said in the trivia who michelle will become friends with in season five um there's a dog that looks like it could be maybe a Heinz 57 we got another dog on the that one's in the chair we got one that's on the floor right below the chair by the coffee table who could be a hound mix of some sort and <laughs> I don't know Joey is all the dogs they were able to put um little birthday-ish type hats on the dog's heads they're not like trying to fight and get them off and also Michelle is sitting with the dog named Sparky and Stephanie and Joey both have noisemakers like surprise and Stephanie's like did you see the look on Comet's face and she goes over to put a birthday hat on his head and Danny says how about the look on my face? Like, where did all these dogs come from? I mean, I know you want to throw come at a birthday party, but you, did you seriously have to invite every dog on the block? I love how Danny asks the dogs, does anyone here have to use the hydrant? And Joey's like, don't take offense, guys. He asks that to all the, his house guests. <laughs> but yeah, Joey says, don't take it personally, guys. He asks that of all his dinner guests. <laughs> And of course, Stephanie's got to introduce us to all of Comet's friends. Okay, the hound mix on the floor by the coffee table is Bobo. The schnau- I don't even know if you'd want to call it a schnauzer. It almost looks partially like a mix of Toto from Wizard of Oz, but only a tan color mixed with- it, Honestly, it looks more like a Benji dog. It really does look like a Benji dog, kind of. Mixed with that dog Sandy from- the movie Annie that came out in the 80s. Got Sparky sitting with Michelle. Jaja is the hound, the basset hound on the Ottoman. And then, of course, no surprise, Jaws the Doberman. Danny goes up to Jaws and, like, oh, nice to meet you, Jaws. Because the dog like, lifts his paw up, like, to shake. And Danny takes his paw and says, just for the record, Jaws, I have not now nor have I ever been a mailman. <laughs> And it just seems so stereotypical of to typecast a Doberman. Like, oh, let's give him a studded collar. Like, let's give him a name like Jaws. Okay, you know, I think we have another runner in line for... I honestly think this surpasses Kimmy's outfit. This could be second place. This could be runner-up. Is Michelle's black dress with multicolored zoo animal it's just it's just not just not look good on this kid and michelle's fallen head over heels in love with sparky which we'll get to that later because that's even a little side plot and she likes the fact that sparky is little like he's her size the dog licks her face, and she looks at him with this. She's got this weird look like, mm, I don't know if I like that. Because the dog licked her face. She's like, do I look like an ice cream cone to you? Joey comes out with a the cheese whiz spray meatloaf cake with the milk bone in the 
middle with a candle. I don't know how that candle is balancing on the top of that milk bone, but good for it. Because he lit the candle, that way Comet can blow it out. And Joey sets it in front of Comet, like, okay, boy, you ready to make a wish? Stephanie asks him. <laughs> All right, you got it? Okay, now blow out the candle. And, of course, Danny is like, Steph, a dog cannot blow out a birthday candle. And, of course, you see Comet go, <laughs> and he blows out the candle. And, of course, Danny gets down on Comet's level and says, All right, smart guy, let's see you cut the cake and hand out slices. Yeah, they're singing happy birthday and all the dogs are joining in. Well, here we are, birthday boy, home again after our long, long walk. Comet, <laughs> mm, I wonder why it's so quiet in there. Why don't we go in and see? Surprise! <laughs> face. <laughs> Steph, I think it's wonderful that you wanted to throw Comet a birthday party, but did you have to invite every dog on the block? <laughs> Does anybody here have to use the hydrant? <laughs> hey, don't take it personally, guys. He says that to all his dinner guests. Steph, you know all of Comet's friends. There's Bobo, Winky, Sparky, Jaja, and John. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, too, Jaws. Just for the record, I am not now, nor have I ever been, a mailman, okay? You little lip like me. <laughs> Do I look like an ice cream cone? Happy birthday, Roo Roo. All right, let's get to the reunion here. We got Jesse walking in. He and his discipline problem on bandmate see each other, and they hug. I guess Ham's nickname is Hammer or Ham or whatever. And Hammer, Ham says, well, Jess, you look exactly the same. And Jess looks at Ham and is like, oh, you you definitely don't. As in, apparently Ham gained weight in 10 years. So Jess flings an arm around Ham and asks, like, hey, uh, you don't know if Carrie Fowler happened to show up yet, do you? And Ham's like, no, I'm, you still have the hots for Carrie? And Jess is like, no, no, I, hey, look. Ham, you're looking at somebody who's engaged. And <laughs> Jesse's got so many nicknames. Dr. Love or the Love Factory or something like that. Yeah, he says, you happen to be looking at a guy who's engaged to be married. And, like, Ham is just so surprised. Like, really? You? You're getting married? 
Mr. Party Machine, the Human Love Factory. Ugh. Takes Jesse over to where the other bandmates are warming up on stage. Like, hey, guys, guess what? Catman's getting married. This is like the majority of Jesse and the Rippers. We got Gary, we got Roger, we got, I think that's Lanny. Who Jesse will constantly forget his name. Like, Lanny. It's Lanny. They would know, wouldn't they? I mean, they're like his best friends, practically. He grew up with them. How would they not know before before him? That's just weird. Roger does look a little like Jesse. The same skin tone, same hair color. First they go to Noogie Jesse, and Jesse's all, hey, watch the hair. So they get ready to start playing, and Roger's like, Jess, you sure you want to start now? I mean, normally you'd wait till Carrie gets here. She's sitting nice and close to the stage. And Jesse's like, Roger, please, I'm engaged. Jesse says, Rog, I'm in happily engaged. Carrie means nothing to me. Why do these guys all and everyone treats engagement like it's just another form of dating? I know that people can call off engagements and stuff like that, but I'm sorry, but when you get engaged, that is like literally the next step to marriage and walking down the aisle. I mean, if, if you're engaged to someone or you've been dating a, a while, it's like, it's like you're making that commitment and in, in, I mean, you're proposing, saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Let's put a ring on it. And then the next step is walking down the aisle. But the way that his bandmates are all like, oh, don't worry, Becky will never know. They, yeah, they treat it, his engagement like it means nothing. Oh, it's not serious. Carrie, we'll, we'll get to that in a hot minute. So Jesse announces to everyone sitting at the tables, like, hey, how's everyone doing tonight? So, we're back, we're wild, we're disciplined, probably. Yeah, the whole audience, the people sitting at the table, are, they all, they know. This is like the high school band of high school bands. And they're like, discipline problem! Like, oh my gosh. You think, by the way, they're shouting this, like, that Jesse's band went platinum or something like that. <laughs> Word to the wise, no, his none of his bands ever go platinum. They never get a gold record. None of that. They get it one hit in Japan that happens to be a cover. should already know that. <laughs> Who's that other guy back there? Er, and that blonde-haired guy who looks like George Michael. Jess, 
still like to wait until, you know, Carrie was sitting up there, really nice and close, watching you. Raj, I'm happily engaged. <laughs> Carrie means nothing. All right, welcome back to 1980. A keto? <laughs> we're back. We're bad. We're discipline problems. Oh, that's why he was practicing, because that was the first song on the playlist. Everyone starts just automatically dancing. in the room she, she act like she's some bombshell i gotta ask where is everyone in the audience as far as it's 10 years later so everyone's got to be at least 28 so and the way that these people i mean we don't know if they're just old classmates like that no one brought their spouse with them like no wife's home with the kids and i'm just gonna meet like i mean Everyone looks like they're just classmates. Like, no one brought their spouse with them because their spouses probably didn't want to go. <laughs> but, of course, they start playing My Sharona. And then, all of a sudden, here walks in Carrie in a red dress. And Ham, who's playing on the sax, who's right standing right next to Jesse, starts tapping him like, Hey, hey, man, look, it's Carrie. And it's like, dude! You're playing a song. You don't need to stop the music because this girl walked into a room. I don't care how attractive she may or may not look. That's just nuts. Finish the song. I mean, because everyone looks and their eyes just go right to that doorway. Like, who is this goddess? What, I mean, was she that important in high school that people just... Oh, Carrie Fowler's walking down the hall. Everyone drops their books and just all their heads turn. I don't think so. Carrie's just in the doorway, just kind of waving. Hi. And Jesse's looking at Carrie, and uh, he, they're still on stage. He's like, Ham, she wants you. Here's another thing about the name Ham. It, it, that also seems kind of tropey. The movie The Sandlot that came out in 1993, the character was named Ham. Heavy set kid, reddish hair. Um, there's an episode of The Golden Girls where Blanche meets up with a guy who went to her high school. I don't know whether he was a, a big guy then, but his nickname was Ham. What is it with that? That it just feels so tropish. Like, oh, let's call like the big guy or the heavy set kid. You know, you know, if it's a guy like Ham or something, it's like. What in the what? Or, or, or like calling them butterball or so? It's just oh, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. So he's like, hey Ham, she wants you. And Ham's like, yeah, right. In my dreams. And Ham's like, get down there. And Jesse tries to play it cool. It's like, no, 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 yeah, I mean, I can, I can say hi to an old friend. So he goes. He tries to be all nonchalant, like, hey Carrie, yo, what's up, girl? I haven't seen you in ten years. How's it hanging? And she's like, ah, oh, Jesse, come here, give me a hug. And she hugs him like, not like an old friend would hug another friend. And Han doesn't make it any more awkward. 
It's like, oh, look who it is on the dance floor. Golden Bay High's hottest couple of 1980. What are those things? Are those, um, are they called superlatives? You know, when you go through your yearbook and it's, um, your, like, best smile, best personality, best, like, or funniest person class clown, um, best person who can suck up to a teacher, teacher's pet, or something, something to that effect. I don't remember like filling out and the only forms I can remember filling out as far as the student body would be for like class president, treasurer, runner up, what stuff like that. I never liked doing that stuff. Yeah, and Ham's like, oh, Golden Bay High School's hottest couple of 1980 picking up right where they left off. And Jesse looks around and everyone's like Hi, I'll be around shortly to hug every each and every one of you. And the way that Carrie is, like, hanging, like, got her arm around him, like, they, she looks too comfortable with him, almost like they came together as a couple. And it's just, I don't like it. I, I mean, she doesn't know that he's engaged yet. But the way that she says, oh, but you're not married yet. Like, what? Girl, he's off the market. That means, Becky, you really should have made I'm not. I'm not blaming Becky. I'm not blaming Becky. I want to put it out there. Gosh, I wish he would have been there, though, man. I would have loved to see that, like, he comes in with her, you know, with Becky, and then all of a sudden, boom, he, he's on stage, Carrie's there. Oh, you know Becky would have had it out. Like, I, that is my man. That is my meet fiance. You back yourself up yeah oh i could see it i could see it so yeah let's play muskrat love and make it even more like ooey gooey she's like pulling him onto the dance floor even though they're already on the the floor is already considered the dance floor she's like jess come on we have to dance and he's all like oh yeah i can dance he's like doing a little like one two step thing she's like no come on i'm serious Okay, um, <laughs> like I said, I'm not big on fashion, but how many of you out there, guys, would wear a blazer and tennis shoes? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, just, the two don't look like they go together. Like, here, I'm going to put on a suit, but I'm going to go put on some flip-flops or some sandals or, yeah, the two, you put... Two things together that couldn't... Re- I get everyone's got their own style, but it's like those are two things that really... They don't go together. So, and they're dancing, and she says, Oh, it is so good to see you again. He's like, Yeah, it's good to see you too. So you've been in Europe this whole time? And she's like, Yeah. So for 10 years, since they graduated, she's been in Europe this whole time. What brought her back to the United States? Was it this reunion? Like, oh, well, our 10 years, she's probably been just waiting, like, oh, 10 years is up. She got it circled on her calendar. I don't know. How did they, probably her mom, like, honey, we just got the mail, and we you got some mail here? It's high school 10-year reunion. Oh, are you going to see Jesse again? You two made such a great couple. And she's probably like, oh, yeah, mom, yeah, of course. Yep, I'm on the first flight. Yep, uh-huh. Great, yeah, I can stay with you. Oh, that's great. Because, come on, why would you... 
I mean, down to the day of, she's calling like, hey, so I'm going to be at this reunion. I'll meet you there. Like, she's expecting nothing has changed. Because we're going to get a flashback of 10 years earlier and see what happened that these two ended up not being together anymore. And she apologizes for them losing touch. Like, I'm sorry we lost touch. Well, you did leave the country. And I'm pretty sure, like, you're calling long distance. You're not even calling from the same country anymore. You're calling to a different country. You can't even call someone in another town without it being long distance. You couldn't have written a letter, a postcard, if you're still interested giving him a heads up oh no 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 i'm gonna surprise him i'm I'm sure he's been doing you know nothing with his life maybe he's you know just making music and this and that i'm sure he's not married i mean he's only you know we're only 28 and who gets married at 28 right or who gets married before 30 yeah, before we get to the flashback, yeah, she is getting too cozy with him, putting her arms on his shoulders, saying, like, I'm sorry we lost touch, Jesse, but we're touching now. And then finally he mentions, oh, did I um mention that I'm engaged? Keeps saying, like, did I mention I'm engaged? I'm, I'm a happy, 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 happy. Keeps saying happy, engaged guy. The way, oh, my gosh, the way she says, but you're not married yet. It's almost like she's confirming just to make sure, like, okay, good. So the wedding is not for, okay, great. Like, she's still, in her mind, thinking, like, oh, but this can still work somehow. This can still happen. Like, you being engaged means nothing. The way she bites her bottom lip, like, she is just thinking about her and Jesse, And she's mentioning about fate and how, you know, there's a reason that we're both here together tonight. And Jesse's like, yeah, it was a reunion committee. I don't know about any reunion committees, but I remember getting, <laughs> I found out way too late for my five-year high school reunion, which who knows to those, is <laughs> in 20, in 2006. It's like, oh yeah, my dad says, oh yeah, you did get mail here, by the way. And like, <sighs> Because apparently, yeah, if you want to go to these things, you got to, like, update your address so they know how to get a hold of you. But nowadays, it's like, you just probably just give an email address. And she's like, Jesse, come on, you know what I mean. Look, I didn't know how it's going to feel seeing you again. She says, but being back in your arms, it feels like nothing has changed. Girl, he's engaged! Seriously. Seriously. He could have brought Joey as a plus one. Really, he could have. I mean, Jesse, honestly, I mean, it's not like he's doing anything yet. But at least Joey would have been able to, you know, be a distraction. Or bring Jesse back down to earth. Or... Tell, I don't think Joey telling Carrie straight out, like, hey, look, he's engaged. Becky is a great lady. You should be ashamed of yourself or something like that. And she says, don't you remember the last time we were together? And then that's where we get the flashback. Hi. Ma'am, she wants you. Yeah, in my dreams. Hi. Say hi to an old friend. Can you? Reunions are all about Carol, buddy. How you doing? Jesse, <laughs> come here. Hey, look who's on the dance floor. Golden Bay High's hottest couple of 1980. Picking up right where they left off. 
Hi. I can say hi to all my friends, and I'll be around to hug each and every one of you momentarily. <laughs> and believe it or not, this was Jesse and Carrie's song, Muskrat Love. <laughs> I don't know what that is that ain't dancing. <laughs> I mean, do you see anyone else? It's so good to see you again. Playing tennis shoes. Good to see you too. No. Been in Europe this whole time. Yeah. I'm really sorry we lost touch, Jesse. But we're touching now. <sighs> Did I mention I'm engaged? Because <laughs> I am. I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah, I'm an engaged guy. Happy, 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 engaged guy. I mean, people see me on the street. Whoa! You know, there goes a happy engaged guy. But you're not married yet? <laughs> well, maybe there's a reason that fate brought us together tonight. Well, it wasn't fate, it was a union committee. <laughs> you know what I mean. Jesse, I didn't know how I was going to feel seeing you again. But being back in your arms, it's like nothing's changed. Don't you remember the last time we were together? All right, let's go back to Flashback Town with 1980. We're in the same gymnasium. This blue banner with like silver sparkly stars that says farewell class of 1980. We'll miss you. Oh, we get to see um, teenage 18-year-old or 17-year-old Gary and 17-year-old Lanny, which is basically just the adults in really bad wigs heading off the stage apparently the school colors are like a um goldenrod and royal blue here comes jesse on his motorcycle now this is not the motorcycle we see him on later on in the show like season six or you know season what was the one where he broke his arm arms season Two, right? Yeah, season two, episode one, cutting it close. Dang, this is a nice motorcycle. I'm not just saying that because it's like red and white, like candy cane colored. But here comes Jesse rolling up on his motorcycle in the gymnasium. I guess the school's like completely devoid of, you know, a principal. Teachers are all gone. And the fact that he says, I graduate tomorrow. So I don't know what this was. I'm guessing it was like the the band was rehearsing, like maybe for a graduation party afterwards, like, oh, we're going to have a big party. Or are they playing the ceremony? <laughs> are they playing, is there like a celebration after everyone's, you know, throwing their their caps, their motorboards up in the air? Like, hey, here's Jesse with the, and the discipline problem band or something. We also see different signs like little arrows pointing like Princeton. Um, there's another one that says USS. One says Penn State. One says I don't know what the Brighton Young. We we see Carrie in a long blonde fake wig. Yeah, we see yeah, Carrie in a bad blonde wig. We also see little arrow signs pointing for, it looks like Bucknell, Princeton, Stanford, Georgetown, and Cornell. 
There's also some that say UCLA, Notre Dame, Duke. Oh my gosh, Jesse's wig just looks atrocious. It's like they took some hair from Locks of Love like a wig. Or It just looks really, really bad. And Carrie's like, Jesse, you're going to get in trouble. And he's like, what? I graduate tomorrow. What are they going to do? Expel me? Okay, well, here, I'm just going to throw this theory out. This theory out there. Because we learned in season six, DJ's got a stay in school campaign. She wants Jesse to help her out. Turns out he reveals a secret from his past. He never graduated high school because of one English class. So what I'm guessing is Jesse's there cap and gown, and all of a sudden it's like, they get ready to hand him his diploma, but like, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Says here, Jesse didn't pass his English class due to late assignments and just skipping the entire class. Sorry, Jesse, but you can't graduate. Can you imagine mom, dad, and older sister Pam, they're there in the stands, camera ready, and then finding this out. That's my theory. He was there, ready to receive his diploma. All of a sudden, the secretary comes out and says, I just looked at his file. He dropped out of his English 101 class. I'm sorry, Jesse. We can't give you the diploma. So he kisses Carrie. because like, hey, look, I graduate tomorrow. What am I going to do? Expel me? <laughs> no, but they won't let you graduate. Anyway, he's like, hey, let's go take this into the library, my motorcycle, because I always wanted to see what it looked like in there. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. The shirt that Carrie is wearing is like a soft type of cashmere material that really puts a lot of emphasis on her chest. And she's wearing these high-waisted jeans that are ugh, I'm sorry, the, I don't, ugh, but Jesse's hands down, that wig is atrocious on so many levels. That's a mini skirt. That's a jean mini skirt. So, Carrie tells Jesse, look, we got to talk. Remember that modeling agency I sent my pictures to? Well, they loved them. They offered her a job in Paris. Doing what? Modeling what exactly? What kind of pictures were you taking? I'm really curious to know. She is 17 years old. She is a minor. I don't know what the legal age is in Paris, but this is insane. You're telling me she could not find anything, anything in the United States of America, any form of modeling, really. Maybe she did, and they rejected her, and Paris was the only one. Like, oh, yeah, we'll take you on. Sure, sure. Just, you got to get your own way here. We're not going to pay your airfare, so. Jesse is very, so, oh, Brigham, Brigham Young or something? So, how weird, um, that other sign. And he's like, well, you can't go off to Paris. And she's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean I can't go? And he's like, well, you're supposed to come on the with me on the road with my band. <laughs> really? Okay, teenage Jesse, you can't exactly tell her what she can and can't not do. And she's like, well, what about my modeling career, Jesse? This is the biggest break I'm probably ever gonna get. 
Jesse is wearing a earring that is dangling like on a silver chain with a peace sign on the end of it. And it looks ridiculous. He's like, you want me to just throw that away? He's like, yeah. I'm like, my good grief. I am laughing so hard on the inside. <laughs> Jesse says, my band's really starting to take off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you serious? Discipline problem? What was the other band that he was into when, um, 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 um what's his name? Pete Bianco from season two. Uh, I can't even think of the episode. I know it in the back of my head. But, yeah, there's another band that Jesse was in that also the some of the members of the Rippers were in called Feedback. <laughs> like, dude, the only break that Jesse's ever going to catch is he's going to get a no, his song forever being number one in Japan. It's the only break he will ever get. Oh, and he got to play, you know, Walt, Walt Disney World at the end of season six. There was that as well, but... <clears throat> The fact that he even said, my band is really taking off. The fact that you could even say that with a straight face. What does that mean exactly, taking off? You got a couple of gigs at a state fair somewhere? What? Oh, yeah. Hey, remember in season six, Come Fly With Me, where he's uh, number, his song forever is number 99 on the charts, and he toured for, like, the whole summer? Oh, yeah. He played at a bowl rama in Boise, Idaho. Are you kidding me? This is much later, of course. This is over ten years later. That's not exactly going somewhere. She's so bonkers that he wants her to just forget this modeling thing and come and be what? A groupie? A roadie? That's going to be her life? I don't think so. Becky couldn't even stand it when Jesse was in Japan and his song was number one and he's like disregarding her and his kids even though it's like it's a job the same thing with the thing in in in, 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 in um florida when she's complaining like really it's our anniversary why are you spending time with i mean this is separate from that of course but even still the fact that he's like no you have to come on the road with me carrie forget this modeling thing it's not gonna happen well apparently it does happen it happens for 10 years he says, someday we're going to be as big as the village people. Now, the only song I can think of, of the village people that is played constantly at weddings, re wedding receptions, excuse me, <laughs> is the song YMCA. I'm trying to think what other songs did the village people do that were, like, Village. Ugh, I cannot spell village to save my life. For heaven's sake. Okay, let's see. Oh, okay, Macho Man. Yeah, I know that's on Macho Man. Um, there's something called Go West. There's Can't Stop the Music. I've never heard of that. Um, Magical Christmas. That came out in 2019. Uh, 85, Sex Over the Phone, 90, 1981, Renaissance, 1979, Go West, 1978, Cruisin', these are album titles, uh, 2013, Let's Go Back to the Dance Floor, oh my gosh, 
Oh my goodness. What's it? This is like their first album from 78. Here's some of their songs. YMCA. We know that one. The Women. I'm a Cruiser. Hot Cop. My Roommate. Ups and Downs. Okay, in the Navy, in the Navy does sound familiar. There's Go West, Citizens of the World, I Want to Shake Your Hand, Get Away Holiday, and Manhattan Woman. There are some artists out there that are known as one-hit wonders, and they're kind of a reason why they are a one-hit wonder. Like, they put out that great song that everyone knows, and then, of course, they release their other music, which doesn't really get as noticed by, you know, listeners. Like, oh, I liked it, but it's not really... Like, um, Aqua Girl with Barbie Girl, or Aqua with Barbie Girl. Remember that song? I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. You know that song? Yeah, everyone knows that song. Or, um, that song by Right Said Fred, I'm Too Sexy. What else did that guy do? Oh, Carrie, let's Jesse have it. How can you be so selfish? What about me? It's like, no, what about me? What about me? What about us? And she says, sounds like we're breaking up. And he's like, I, I don't want to do that. And she's like, well, I don't either. Okay, so the Jesse is the one that makes this promise. He says, all right, look, you go do your modeling thing. I will do the music thing. And when you're done and you come back, we will pick things up right where we left off. And she clearly for 10 years has been banking on this promise. She's been counting down the days on her calendar for 10 years. Like, oh, gosh, that high school reunion must be coming up. It's been 10 years. And she got a plane ticket. Like, she everything's gotten in advance. Called her mom. Like, hey, mom, did I get that invite from the high school reunion committee? Great. And then somehow she looked up Jesse's phone number, you know, in the phone book. Because that's what you did in 1990. Because we didn't have, you know, Google. <laughs> and it, exactly, I mean... Or she probably could have looked up, like, what are those band member names of Jesse's? Um, let's see, Gary, Lonnie, Lanny, I mean, um, Roger. Probably tried to hit up some of Ham. What was that woman's name? Yeah, it's like, she banked on this. In no way in 10 years did she say, well, maybe I should write him a postcard or a letter. I mean, don't try to call him because that's extremely expensive, I'm sure, in 1990. Like I said, you call someone in another town, it's expensive. But you call someone out of the country, my goodness, yeah. But then again, I mean, did she, like, hey, here's my address. When I, or when I get set up, I'll give you my address write to me. I might try to respond. It might be a little bit because, you know, I'm still getting things set up in Paris and all that stuff. And it's just like, what company, had she been working for the same company this whole time? Or has she been like, oh, yeah, we like your stuff. Like, oh, you're getting older. We want to go with someone younger. Like, but we can refer you to these other people that are doing, you know, hand modeling or something like that. I don't know. Oh, it just irritates me that she just hung on to this promise like she didn't did she not date anyone else or maybe she does like oh jesse was the one he was the one this doesn't look like a girl who's saying i want to get married i want to settle down i want to have babies this looks like a girl who's ready to get on a plane go to paris and start her life as a model and she asks him, do you really mean that? Or mean that? And he says, read my lips. They kiss. And then we jump back to the present time. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, they'll just not give you your diploma. Come on, let's go take this baby to the library. Always wonder what it looks like in there. Jess, wait a minute. We have to talk. <laughs> you remember when I sent my pictures to that modeling agency? Yeah. Well, they loved them. And they offered me a job in Paris. Oh, Paris. it's a modeling agency in the U.S. Oh, okay. They must have Paris connections. You can't go to Paris. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you mean I can't go Supposed to come on the road with me and my band. Oh, heck no. What about my modeling career? Jesse, this is the biggest break I've ever had. You want me to just throw it away? Yeah. Oh, give me a break, Jesse. My band's really starting to take off now. Someday <laughs> we're going to be as big as the village people. <laughs> you wish. How can you be so selfish? What about me? What about me? No, what about me? No, what about me? What about me? What about us? Sounds like we're breaking up. I don't want to do that. Neither do I. <coughs> All right. Listen. You go do your modeling thing. I go do my <coughs> rock and roll. And I promise you, as soon as you get back, we're going to pick it up where they left off. You really mean that? Read my lips. So we cut back to present day at the reunion. Carrie tells Jesse, this is our second chance, Jess. You're not going to go back on your promise, are you? You're not going to break your promise. And Jesse looks at Carrie like she's grown a second head and says, Carrie, that was 10 years ago. She is literally hanging on for dear life to a relationship that isn't anything anymore. She's like, I know, but it just, it doesn't feel like it's over. Girl, it's over. It's been over. You have not tried to contact him in 10 years. No phone calls, no letters, no postcards, no nothing. If you were that, I, I take it like nothing's going great for her in Paris. Like, she's got nothing going on. And she's like, you know what? It is ten years. Jesse did say he'd wait for me. And we'd pick things up. So, yeah, I, I'm guessing, like, this is her her last shred of... It's like she's grasping at straws here, just trying to, like, hold on to something concrete. Because she did say she was in... Paris or Europe or whatever for 10 years she didn't ex he didn't say oh you've been modeling this whole time in over 10 years right she didn't say that he just asked her if she had you know been there the whole time what do you think if like Carrie got in some really bad trouble or something like that and she came back to the United States and she she's like well I still have Jesse <laughs> no when she says, well, it doesn't feel over, does it? And he looks at her and he's like, I don't know. Finally, he looks at her and says, Carrie, I gotta go. He actually apologizes to her, turns around, and walks out of the gym. So yeah, Jesse walks out of the gymnasium, out of the reunion, and Carrie is just kind of looking around. Everyone that was sitting at tables is mainly coupled up on the dance floor. There's one, two, three, four four or five couples, and Carrie just stands there with her arms folded across her, her, her arms crossed. 
This is our second chance. You're not going to break your promise, are you? Karen, that was ten years ago. I know, but it still doesn't feel over. But what about is his fiance? <laughs> I don't know. Carrie, I gotta go. Sorry. Okay, let's get back to plot two, or plot B. <laughs> yeah, Comet's birthday party is over. Joey walked all the other dogs home, except for Sparky, who Danny and Stephanie and Becky are looking for. You know, the little dog that was sitting next to Michelle. Ding, 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 ding. There's your clue. Yeah, Joey comes in after having walked all the other dogs home. And it's like, hey, did you find Sparky yet? And Danny's like, well, not yet, but I did manage to find 38 cents in a rubber pork chop. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen <laughs> Joey walk home those other dogs. I would have loved to have seen how that would have went. So Danny asks Joey, Joey, if you were a dog, where would you be? And Joey's like, drinking water out of the toilet. I will go check. <laughs> Sparky's a small dog. I don't know how he's going to be, like, trying to get... He would fall into the toilet. I don't even think he'd be able to reach the toilet, even on his hind legs. So Stephanie's like, hey, why don't we get Comet to help us find Sparky? And I love how Becky leads Stephanie over to the couch and says, I think Comet's a little partied out right now because we flashed to the couch and Comet is just... It's on his back, like, ugh, such a party. He's out, yeah, he's like, I'm not, I can't, I can't. Still got that party hat on his head. Well, now it's actually closer to the side of his face. Wow, none of the, fa how, how much did they actually look between, because we don't, where, where's DJ? Because we go to Michelle's room. Oh, we found Sparky. He's sitting in the rocking chair with some bunny ears that Michelle put on his head. And she says, you can be my dog. I'll call you Peanut. Oh, okay. So DJ is looking for Michelle. Michelle, you didn't try her room first? <laughs> Usually if you're looking for someone, that's probably the first place you go. It's like, well... I'm not going to try the living room or the kitchen. I'm just going to go straight to the room. And if they're not there, then I'll start looking elsewhere. But usually it's like, well, did you try their room first? I mean, she's not in the basement. She's not in Joey's basement apartment. She's not in the backyard. But yeah, usually the, the person's room is the first place you look to try to find someone. So, of course, Michelle tells Sparky to go hide on the bed because she's got to umpting stuffed animals on her bed and she tells him but no barking that's why he's wearing the bunny ears so he can blend in dj comes in and asks michelle hey michelle you seen sparky and michelle of course is like no sparky here have a nice day and then we cut to the bed and we hear this Rurf! <laughs> and dj looks at the stuffed animals and back at michelle and asks did that bunny rabbit just bark? And Michelle says, that was me. Arf, 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 arf. <laughs> and then um, DJ just rolls her eyes like, yeah, right. And of course, yeah, Michelle says, maybe it's a doggy. 
And DJ goes over to Sparky, takes the bunny ears off of him, and says, well, I think it's Sparky. So Michelle gets really defiant. She's like, no, he's my dog, and his name is Peanut. Stupid name. I don't know. I mean, it depends on the dog, I guess. Just call the dog Sparky. That's his name. Okay, we got to look at these stuffed animals here. We got a blue rhino. We got a... We got a, um, a kangaroo. We got um, a bear, a teddy bear with rosy cheeks and a little dressing gown, nightgown with a little top hat. We got a bear in a jogging red hoodie. We got Pinky the pig. We got a like an off-white pinkish bear. We got a panda bear. Just a lot of animals. And, of course, Sparky blends right in with those bunny ears on his head. And when Michelle says that his name is Peanut and he's my doggy, that poor dog just looks so scared. <laughs> no! Take me home! Take me back to Teddy! Who's Teddy? You'll meet him later in season five. <laughs> so DJ picks up Sparky and asks Michelle, what's wrong with Comet? You know, your golden retriever? The problem with Comet, according to Michelle, is one day Comet was this big, and then the next day he's like this big. So the reason, yeah, Michelle doesn't like Comet is because he's too big for her. And DJ deduces that Michelle wants a dog that is her size. And she does tell Michelle, like, you don't have to worry. I mean, Comet's pretty much all done growing. He's a year old. He's not going to get any bigger. I mean, he might put on a few pounds if, you know, we feed him too many treats. That's another story. But, and then she also starts adding things that a four-year-old is not gonna understand like oh well as you get bigger because you're still growing it'll seem like common is getting smaller even though technically he's staying the same size dj she's four she's not gonna understand what that means oh yeah she says the reason that dogs get so big is because dogs grow faster than people well they also have shorter lifespans too the sad sad thing of owning a pet is a lot of the times you're gonna outlive your pet she, yeah, she assures Michelle, but Comet's all finished growing now, but you're still getting bigger. So even though you're getting bigger, Comet may seem like he's getting smaller. He's really just staying the same size. And DJ says, understand? And Michelle looks at her like, what? You're nuts. Are you nuts? <laughs> so DJ pretty much wins Michelle over like, hey, look, I'm going to take Sparky home because, you know, I'm sure his owners are devastated that he's not back yet. I'm sure they'll call him the house, like, have you seen my dog? We agreed to, for you to take him to Comet's birthday party, but he's not. All the other neighbors here, they all got their dogs back. Where's my dog? You're not keeping him, are you? <laughs> but no, she pretty much sells Michelle and, look, I'll take care of Sparky, and then I'll come back and get you a double scoop, like, hot fudge sundae or something. And you know Michelle and ice cream. She's like, okay, I got that. Yeah, definitely. Ice cream. You said the magic word. Oh, no, she sticks her thumb up, of course, classic. You got it, dude. <laughs> As DJ gets up, this dog is ready to, like, get out of her arms. He's, like, his back legs are moving. <laughs> let me go, let me go, I can walk on my own. 
<laughs> DJ's trying to get out the words. Next time, I'll skip the speech and go speech and go straight to the ice cream. In my dog, I'll call you Peanut. <laughs> Michelle! <laughs> go hang on the bed, but no barking. No barking, Quinn. <laughs> hey, Michelle, have you seen Sparky? Miss Bucky here, have a nice day. <laughs> Bunny rabbit just barked. Yes, and he took a dump Daddy, on the bed. Maybe it's a doggy. Maybe it's Sparky. His name is Peanut, and he's my dog. But Michelle, you already have a doggy. What's wrong with that? The dog looks freaked One out. Was this big? Now he's this big. You want a dog that's your size. Well, the reason that Comet got so big is because dogs grow faster than people. But Comet's all finished growing, and you're still getting bigger. Your dog's eyes so blink any bigger, faster. Comet'll seem to be getting smaller, even though in fact he's staying the same size. Understand? I do not. <laughs> yeah, you could have skipped that. I take Sparky that. home, and then I make you a double scoop about. ice cream sundae. You got it, dude. I'm sure the dog's like, can you get these the ears off my head? And go straight to the ice cream. Yeah. I swear I've never seen a dog blink so much in one scene. Poor, poor Sparky is gonna have. Oh, because she DJ like picks him up and he's like, eh, 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 like he wants to get down. I can walk on my own. Get these rabbit ears off my head. Oh my gosh, what if those, having those rabbit ears on his head and then around Easter he sees these, you know, Easter bunnies and he starts like ferociously barking. <laughs> like he's having a flashback to that time that Michelle like kidnapped him and put rabbit ears on him. Oh my god. <laughs> but then again later on when Michelle runs away and goes to Teddy's house and Sparky's there, the dog has no recollection that they've ever met before. So Danny, of course, is using the vacuum on the furniture because a few of Comet's friends left their coats behind as Jesse comes in and needs some advice from Danny, who decides to do a laundry analogy. Laundry advice. Keeping, you know, your colored clothes socks separate from your, you know, your white ones or a red sock will get in with a white sock and it'll be a pink sock and blah, 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 blah. Like, cause like sort out your feelings for Becky and then your feelings for Carrie. Make sure one sock doesn't get them on the other. Otherwise you all have pink socks. So yeah, Jesse says, look, I was dancing with my old high school girlfriend, Carrie. They played our song, Muskrat Love. And I had to ran, run right out of the gym. And Danny is like, he like latched on to, oh, Muskrat Love. You know, out of all the songs about muskrats, that one is my favorite. And he starts singing the lyrics. Muskrat Susie, Muskrat Sam. I was like, Danny, please. Jesse is just there for advice. <laughs> so... Jesse is really thinking a lot of what-ifs are going through his head. One, in fact, is what if I had seen Carrie before I had met Becky? Well, you did see her. You dated her before Becky. But I think he's meaning what if, you know, Carrie had come back into my life before I met Becky? Well, if that were the case, we wouldn't have a Jesse and a Becky, would we? We wouldn't have a Nikki and an Alex. But I just, I don't get the feeling 
that Carrie doesn't strike me as somebody who's looking to settle down right now and have kids. It doesn't, I mean, even after 10 years, it just seemed, because she'd been in Paris the whole time. I mean, I can see her more as one as like, hey, Jesse, you know, let's just travel and just, do, you know, hang out together and do this and do that. Although maybe, maybe, maybe now, you know, after 10 years, she is maybe looking like, hey, let me get back with my old high school boyfriend. You know, we used to talk about getting married and having kids. I'll see if he's not available anymore. Oh, he's engaged. Oh, that's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Because she treats it like it's no big deal. Like, oh, you're engaged? <laughs> that's okay. I don't care. Like, really? He says, what if instead of 10-year reunions, they had 7-year reunions? Well, then, I'm sure they did have a, you know, I'm sure they had a five-year reunion. Did you go to it? I'm sure she was, she was still in Paris. Jesse didn't exactly say, hey, in ten years, we'll pick up where we left off. He just said, you do your thing, I'll do mine. When you, notice he puts emphasis on you. When you get back, we will pick things up. Why would you make a promise like that? I get it, they're 17, but still, don't make promises like that. You know you're never going to be able to keep it. That's like when people say, we're going to be together forever, or we're going to be best friends forever. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Time is a really funny thing. A lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in 10 years. But a I, I don't think much happened with Carrie other than her modeling thing because she is, was like I said, she was clinging to that dream of getting back with Jesse after 10 years. So Jesse's like, well, what if I saw her and what if I danced with her and what if I kissed her? And Danny's like, and what if Becky hears about it? She's right upstairs with the girls. And Jesse just starts freaking out. Like, what? Huh? What? Huh? Like, no, she didn't overhear you. And he didn't kiss her, though. Oh, yeah, he says, and what if I kissed her, and what if I liked it? And that's where Danny says, and what if Becky hears, hears you say that, because she's right upstairs with the girls. But he didn't kiss her, though. <laughs> yeah, Je and Danny's like, look, calm down, Jess, look. Why don't you sort out your feelings for Rebecca and Carrie? Like, you would sort your laundry. And, of course, Jesse's like, Danny. And it's like, no, 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 go with me on this. Oh, he says, okay, think of your feelings for Becky as your white... And then think of your feelings for Carrie as, you know, your dark clothes. But you don't want to mix them because, you know, one would be like, okay, 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 let's just move on from this. Danny makes a really good point. Like, hey, look, I think Becky's great and everything, but it's not fair to either of you for you to get married if you're still having feelings for your ex-girlfriend. He didn't even think about her till she left that message. He probably even forgot he's dated a lot of girls between Carrie and Becky. Remember Robin? Remember Roxanne from season one? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Samantha, there's another one from season one. I think that's, I think that's kind of it. The, the ones that, you know, made appear. Uh, Jill, there's another one. From season one, it's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a few, you know, and there's the ones we don't know about, so. I mean, the way that he talked to Joey, like, this, like, she was the one, because they talked about getting married and having kids together. 
Like, I'm sure he dated plenty of girls prior to and after Carrie. But that girl, she's poison. She's no good for Jesse. And just her actions now at this reunion, it's like, she is poisonous. Get away from her. And Danny says, whatever you need to do to sort this out, you need to do it right now. It's like, he is engaged. You don't want to be walking down the aisle with regrets like, oh, what if I had married this person instead of not or something. It's like, that is the last thing you want to do as you're walking down the aisle. Even remember the wedding part one where Becky's father is saying, look, I know what you did as a teen. Uh, you know, all, all guys seem to do that. Whatever. I'm sure you dated plenty of girls before you met and got engaged to my daughter. But that stuff is ancient history. You got to put that self stuff away. If you have any doubt, you better not walk down that aisle. <sighs> That's the thing. You better put away those doubts before you pull out that ring and propose. That's what I'm saying. Anything in your head about any exes, take care of it. Just be done with it. Because you're basically with a ring. You're saying forever. You're saying forever with a ring. And your wedding vows, too. Here she comes, the poisonous snake at the door. Hi, Jess. Um, girl, you got some nerve showing up. You got some nerve just showing up. Ugh. What if Becky had come down as she had come in like, hey, Jess, who's this? Yeah, it's like you want to meet his fiance? She could take, she could take Carrie in a heartbeat. I mean, think about it. What Becky's. Uh, a journal, you know, degree in journalism. She's on Wake Up San Francisco. She's got a lot of stuff going for her. She's a sweetheart of a girl. What's Carrie got? What could Carrie offer Jesse that Becky couldn't? Nothing! Because her relationship is all based on the past. She, Her relationship with Jesse is based on teenage Jesse. He's not that same person anymore. You know, he and Joey worked in advertising together. And he's really gotten his life, you know, around. And that's a lot of that is thanks to Becky helping mature Jesse and really, like, smooth out those rough edges. Danny looks at Carrie and back at Jesse and asks, who's that? And Jesse says, it's the red sock. Danny, I gotta talk to you. Just a minute, a few of Comet's friends left their coats behind. This is important. Listen. I was dancing with my old girlfriend, Carrie, and they played Muskrat Love, right? And I had to run right out of the gym. <laughs> you know, of all the songs about muskrats, that one was my favorite. Muskrat Susie, Muskrat Sam. Danny, please. <laughs> Come on, I need your help here. Huh? Just kept thinking, what if I saw Carrie before I met Becky? You know, like, what if instead of 10-year reunions, they had, like, 7-year reunions? You know, what if I... What if I saw her, and what if I danced with her, and what if I kissed her, and what if I liked it? What if Becky hears you? She's upstairs with the girls. Becky's here? Jess, Jess, come here. Calm down. Look, I think what you need to do is sort out your feelings, like you would sort out your laundry. Daniel. Now stay with me on this. <clears throat> think of your feelings for Becky as your whites, and your feelings for Carrie as your darks. Now make sure you do separate loads, see? Otherwise, a red sock could get in with your whites, and then you wind up with pink underwear. <laughs> I'm sorry, these laundry analogies are 
highly sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. I think Becky's the greatest. But it's, it's not fair for either of you to get married if you're not sure about your feelings. Whatever you need to do to sort this thing out, you better do it right now. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Who's that? It's the red sock. So, Jesse goes out onto the front porch, or in the doorway with Carrie. It's almost like he looks behind him, hoping that Becky doesn't come down the stairs. He shuts the door, and he looks at Carrie. He's like, Carrie, what are you doing here? And she says, I wanted, I came to find out why you walked out on me like you did. Oh, girl! He does not want you! She needs to get that through her head! He is engaged! That does not give him or her a pass to fool around until he walks down the aisle. So, Jesse apologizes to her for hurting her feelings, and he says, well, I thought I had my whole life sorted out, and then all of a sudden you walk back into it. And then he also adds, now I don't know what I'm doing. And she says, I think you're scared you still have feelings for me. She says, there's only one way to find out, and she leans in and kisses him. And he does not pull back from the kiss. He doesn't push her away, which really irritates me. So she breaks away first and looks at him expectantly. Well, and he says, well, that was a wonderful kiss, but that just made me think of all the memories we have and how all of that is in the past. And when he says that finally made me realize that what we had was in the past, she looks at him and says, so it's really over. I'm like, girl, it's been over for 10 years. It's been over. Gosh, she's like been living in this fantasy world for 10 years that she and Jesse are still together in her mind. Ugh. Yeah, he looks at her and says, it's really over. And she says, that's all I needed to know. The minute he said, I'm engaged, you should have known right then. Well, it's over. Granted, when you guys like ended it, well, did they really end it though? Because... He honestly, like, hey, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. He probably thought, like, hey, he almost probably thought, like, hey, let's just chill for a minute, do our things. He probably thought, like, hey, it's a summer thing, she'll be back in the fall, maybe, and we'll pick up from there. He didn't exactly, he probably moved on to the next girl. Heck, that's probably where he met Roxanne, the uh, singer, like, Roxanne, not, you know, Roxanne the singer from season one. That's probably where he met her. Probably something, maybe, you know, he went on the road, you know, maybe he met her, you know, maybe she was one of the, you know, acts that he was opening for or something, I don't know. He says, thanks for the dance. Bye, Jesse. I don't like that they play that music. You know the music I'm talking about when they have the hearts of, heart to hearts or something like that. I, I feel like that really honestly wasn't needed here. My goodness. Yeah, it says Carrie walked off and Jesse says, bye, Carrie. It's like a final goodbye. Like, okay, I'm putting her from my mind. She's not there anymore. It's like he's closing the chapter on his life of Carrie in that moment, which he already did that. I might have been semi-forgiving. If, if, in 10 years, she had looked him up 
and they had sorted things out then. And she had gotten her answer. Karen, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but you know, I thought I had my whole life figured out, and then you show up, and now I don't know what I'm doing. I think you're scared you still have feelings for me. I think it's the other way around, girl. There's only one way to find out. Carrie. It was a wonderful kiss. Yeah, it made me think of all the great times we had together. <coughs> but Carrie, it made me realize that everything we have is in the past. So it's really over. It's been over. It's really over. Well, I needed to know. She's the only one clinging to this. Thanks for the dance. <sighs> Bye, Jesse. And that is the last we will ever see of that home record. Bye. Bye, Carrie. So Jesse goes back into the house, runs up the stairs, screaming for Becky. So Becky walks out into the hallway from DJing DJ's room, and Jesse just like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, and just starts kissing her. And she is confused, like, oh, what happened? How was your reunion? And he yanks her into his room. This is not how you want to start that. She, He's like, hey, you will not believe it. The most incredible thing happened. I went to my reunion. I saw my old girlfriend. And I'd be like, uh, excuse me, what now? Because he also says, and she looks so amazing. And Becky's like, oh, really? Really? But yeah, he says, she looked so beautiful. And Becky's like, Really? you if you were engaged to someone and somebody they went to their high school reunion saw their ex and started saying this to you i would immediately be backpedaling like um okay here slipping off the engagement ring here you go i hope you're happy with your ex i wouldn't want to hear that and jesse's reasoning for this is when becky finds out that he kissed her I would be like, okay, here's your ring. Bye. I would be calling off the engagement. There is no excuse that you kissed your ex because you wanted to make sure you absolutely had no feelings for them. But we'll get into that. Hold hold that thought. When he says, oh, she looks so beautiful, and Becky's like, really? And then he says, and then we slow dance to our song. And she looks at him and says, Really? Like, now she's getting a little suspicious. Like, maybe I should have went when he asked. I don't not like how he said it. He's like, and then we kissed. And she, Becky, goes full on, you kissed her? He's like, wait, 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 wait. No, no. You, you. <laughs> Hold on a second. But Becky, is, she latches on the whole kissed her part. You kissed her? And, and Jesse's like, but, but, but the important part is what happened after the kiss. And Becky, like, grabs onto his uh, lapel, the lapel of his blazer and says, I'll kill you. <laughs> but he says, after he grabs her arm so she doesn't, like, slap him across the face, 
He says, the best part is what happened after the kiss. I realized that I don't want to kiss anyone else but you for the rest of my life. Um, that's not good. If I were Becky, that would not, that would not be reassuring at all. The fact that you even felt like you had to kiss this person to make sure you had no feelings left. No, just no. I'm sorry, but in my mind, kissing another person, if you are engaged... Or dating, that is a form of cheating. I don't care if it's your ex, that is a form of cheating. You don't have to go to back with the person, just kissing, just anything like that. Honestly, yes. In my mind, I feel Jesse cheated on Becky by doing that. I don't care what his excuse is. There's no excuse for that. He could have just as easily realized, why does it... Why did he just is could have easily realized even just it's like he was hypnotized by her voice on the on the answering machine and he's seeing her again yeah I get it it brought back all those feelings he hasn't seen her in like ten years you don't have to kiss someone and know your love with Becky should be so powerful. That you have no doubt in your mind when you see your ex. That you know you made the right decision. You shouldn't have to kiss them. Or more, she kissed him. He didn't pull away. He didn't push her away. His words aren't, they're not comforting him saying, Oh, well, when I after I kissed her, I realized I would never want to kiss anyone else with you again. I'd be like, you kissed her, you... You, oh my, and the fact that he kissed Becky right after, I'm like, ew, ew. Now I gotta go, like, disinfect my lips or something. Nasty. Would you want to kiss somebody and have you found out they just kissed their ex or kiss someone else? That's nasty. That's disgusting. Apparently, you know, him saying, I love you so much. Apparently that's enough. But then she snaps back right to it and is like, but, but why did you have to kiss her? And he says, well, it's just a part of my life I had to clear up. You know, getting married is going to be the most important thing I ever do in my life. And I want to make sure that before I walk down the aisle. And she really, she says, well, I didn't realize you were having any doubts. I'm sorry, but like I said before, if you're proposing to somebody, you better have all that stuff over and done with. Any doubts? you have about your relationship, you clear it up before you propose or you don't propose. It's one thing to have cold feet like, oh, am I making the right decision? That's one thing. That's an acceptable thing because people, they do that. They get cold feet. That just, Jesse's right. That is probably one of the most decision, important decisions you will make in your life is who you decide to say forever to and who you decide to spend the rest of your life with. That and, you know, becoming a parent is another big thing. Buying a house, selling your, you know, your life away for the next 30 plus years, that's another big thing. But marriage, that is, that's big. That is like, I'm, I'm choosing to... Yeah, she, she breaks away from the kiss and she's like... Why did you have to go and kiss her? She sits down on the amp, and Jesse sits next to her because the amp is large. And he says, well, that's just something I'm, a part of my past I just had to clear up. You could have cleared it up without kissing her. You really could have.
he really should have made it very clear to her when he saw her, like, hey, I'm off the market, so don't try anything. I'm spoken for. And the fact that his bandmates were encouraging him, like, they met Becky before. Like, and I don't care if that seems like typical guy behavior. Like, you know your 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 best fr your guy friend is engaged to be married, and you know his fiance. You don't encourage him to go hit on his ex girlfriend. That's just stupid and disgusting. He says, "Let's face it, getting married is the biggest decision I've ever had to make in my life." I feel bad for Becky as she says, "I didn't know you were having any doubts." Because it almost seems like she's doubting herself, almost like, I must not be good enough for Jesse if he's, like, thinking of his old, his ex-girlfriend and he danced with her and he kissed her. I mean, wouldn't you, if you were in her position, wouldn't you feel like, like, maybe, like, is there something wrong with me? I mean, or, I don't know. Jesse said, oh, no, not doubts, more like little doubtlets. It's fine to have some doubts, but not when they include kissing your ex to make sure you have no feelings for her that you haven't had in over ten years. And she tells him, well, I guess I understand. I mean, <laughs> it took me two years to say yes. Well, because she probably wanted to make sure. Yeah, because they almost got, they almost eloped at the Alibaba Wedding Chapel in Reno, Nevada. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Date for a few years. Make sure they're the one. And make sure you want to spend the rest of your life with them. Make sure you don't have any doubts. If you think about it, getting married, you're choosing your life partner. The person you're going to go through thick and thin with. The person you're going to go for, through for richer or poorer. Through sickness and health. Those vows mean something. They're not just words that you say. They That is basically what you vow to do for the length of your marriage. He looks at her and asks, now are you 100% sure? And she looks at him and says, I'm sure that I love you. And she says, and that's all I need. She tells him, there are no guarantees, but I believe in you. Well, I guess she does have a point in some way. I mean, there are no guarantees. I mean, the thing, you know, marriages, you know, will last forever. I mean, some do and some don't. And she says, and I believe in us. And he tells her, this is just so, it's just a sweet moment. He says, and so do I, Becky, and that's why I know in my heart that this is going to work. Oh, he looks like he's about ready to burst into tears. He it, he choked up. I love you. And they kiss, and it's it's sweet. I just, I don't know if, if I were Becky, if I would be as forgiving as she is. I really, I don't know if I could be. And they kiss, and they both go, have mercy. And then, of course, she asks, like, hey, Jess, when's your next high school reunion? And he says, in another 10 years. And she says, I'm going. I don't think Carrie's going to be at the next reunion. I think she's probably going to go back to Paris and like pick up her life. Like, there's nothing here for me now. Jesse turned me down. I may as well just go back to Paris. If you think about it, in the time between when Full House ended in 1995 and Fuller House started in 2016, 
Jesse's had at least a couple high school reunions. Did Becky go to the next one? Because we don't know. We don't know. This is season four. The show would only last for another four seasons. Maybe. Maybe she did. And it was probably so boring. Like, oh, Jess, you're right. I'm never going to the next one. This one was so boring. Oh, my gosh. You want to know how awkward that would be? Because Jesse and the... Well, although... Yeah, Jesse and the Rippers, they wouldn't be together anymore. So that'd be awkward. Because they, they eventually get with Barry Williams and form Barry and the Rippers. But then again... The Rippers are back in the pilot episode of Fuller House. So clearly, over 20-some years, they've mended their uh, relationship. Becky! <laughs> Becky! Be oh, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> what happened? How was your reunion? You won't believe it. The most incredible thing happened. <laughs> really? Yeah. I saw my old girlfriend, and she looked so beautiful. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then, get this, we slow danced our song. Really? Yeah, and then we kissed, okay? You now, kissed her? Yeah, but listen, see... You kissed her? Listen, one second, Becky, see... You kissed her? Yes, I kissed her, but, but the best part was after the kiss. I'll kill you! <laughs> well agreed. Yes, I would too. When I kissed her, I realized that I never want to kiss anyone but you for as long as I You should have realized that without kissing her. I love you so much. Oh, Jess. Why did you have to go and kiss her? Yeah. It's just part of my past that I had to clean up. No, you didn't have to I do that. face it. Exactly. They're more like little doubtlets. I guess I understand. It took me two years to say yes. <laughs> so now are you 100% sure? I'm sure that I love you. And that's all I need. I mean, there are no guarantees, but I believe in you. <laughs> and I believe in us. <laughs> Let me just one little question. Yeah. When is your next high school reunion? Ten years. I'm going. All right. Well, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I ranted quite a bit about Carrie and, of course, Jesse's actions. So, the best outfit of the episode, of course, is going to go to Jesse in his... I'm just going to say plum, but it might be a shade darker than plum. Blazer and matching pants. Uh, worst outfit, of course, is going to have to go to... I'm giving it to Michelle with that black dress with the weird colored zoo animals. And then I think that Joey's going to get runner-up worst outfit of the episode. Just with the... It's like, like beige... Brown with the multicolored handprints on the front. It just, bleh, no thank you. 
Um, runner up best outfit. I don't have one. I, I really don't have one. Uh, Tanner's teachable moment for this episode. Again, going back to engagement. If you are engaged and your ex seeks you out for whatever reason, I don't care if it's a reunion or whatever, just out of the blue, don't feel that you have to clear things up. And definitely don't kiss them. Especially if you're engaged or you're seriously date. You don't need to kiss some uh, your ex to make sure that you, you love your, your fiancé. That's insane. And it's, it's a lame excuse. Becky, as I said, was very forgiving. I wouldn't have been. I would have just slipped the ring off my finger and said, here you go. I'm done. I would have said, there. I honestly would have said to him, you do not have to kiss your ex to make sure that you're 100% sure you want to spend the rest of your life with it. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. So that is a Tanner Teachable moment. Um, another thing, oh, gosh, I guess going with Comet's birthday party and with, uh, you should have made sure, no reason for any of those dogs to leave that living room for any reason. And that's the first place, like, hey, where's Michelle? Do you know where Michelle is? Well, Michelle is not here, and the dog is not here. Why don't we check her bedroom? There's no reason for any of those dogs. As soon as, like, as soon as the, the, the cake is cut, the food's been served, go take the dogs home. You're not going to play a rendition of Hokey Pokey. You're not going to play Pin the Tail on the Donkey. You're not going to do any of that because they're dogs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we are going to take a break next week for uh, out of the reunion episodes. And I'm going to cover an episode, as I said, for Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's birthday. I'm covering season seven's Wrong Way Tanner, where Michelle, hold on. Oh, Wrong Way Tanner is like straight in early season seven. Uh, episode three aired September 28th, 1993. I would have been 11 for a month at this point. While her skills are questionable, Michelle is having lots of fun playing on the soccer team until she scores the winning goal for the other team. Meanwhile, Stephanie catches everyone's most embarrassing moments on her video camera. <laughs> Stephanie needs to learn about consent and privacy. You don't go... <laughs> we'll get to that. We will get to that later next week and then of course the week after that i'm going to be finishing up the reunion series with dj and kimmy dj and kimmy's high school reunion okay there's a couple songs there they i believe are both country songs they have to deal with re well one in particular does have to do with um a reunion a little bit it's called life happened it's by tammy cochran you can look it up on spotify so I'm just going to read the lyrics. From the time she was 13, Julie Thompson had a dream that someday she would see her name in lights. And after every high school play, the grown-ups all would say that Julie's future sure was looking bright. While I saw her selling videos at a store in Eastland Mall, I said, why aren't you in Hollywood taking casting calls? As she handed me my change, she started laughing and said, life happened. Me and Bobby Chaplin Chaplin fell in love. Daddy passed away and the babies came and drama school was just too much. 
And now there's Little League and mouths to feed. And I directed the kindergarten Christmas pageant. Life happened. Curtis had an old old Chevelle. The cops knew that car well. He never lost a race on Windy Hollow Road. By the time he turned 18, he was a Georgia dirt track king, proudly sponsored by the local Texaco. I bumped into him at Murphy's Bar and he ordered us around. I said, why aren't you and Rockingham chasing Gordon down? He killed his drink and tore the corners off his napkin and said, life happened. I was driving, driving home from Athens late one night. A trucker fell asleep and swapped paint with me, said, I rolled that Corvell at least five times. Now I thank my stars and I sell used cars and I teach driver's education at St. Catherine's. Yeah, life happened. I saw the rest of my old friends at our reunion at the Holiday Inn and it seemed like it was only yesterday. Standing in the gym in our cap and gown full of wonderlust and glory bound, we set out to chase our dreams on wings of passion. But somewhere along the way, we got distracted. Life happened. Our clothes went out of fashion with our songs. We started families and bought SUVs, became stepdads and soccer moms. I finally realized we turned out all right, and we just spent the night just catching up and dancing. And life happened. Yeah, this song definitely speaks to those that, you know, you graduate with, you go off to college, you go your separate ways, and then these reunions you come to, you notice that things aren't always going to be the same as what you plan out when you're 18. Like this song titled, Life Happened. And that's just it. Life happens. Your dreams aren't going to be the same. Like... The girl who one day was going to be like a movie star or on Broadway. And it turned out she got married. She fell in love, had some kids. Her father passed away. And then instead of her name being in lights, she's directing like a Christmas pageant and stuff like that. So she's doing a variation of what her dream could have been. But she's doing it for other kids. The same thing with the guy who was popular. He was going to be, you know, a NASCAR driver. And it turned out he got into an accident. And he's teaching driver's education. He sells used cars. So he's doing something in cars. Just he's not like a NASCAR driver or anything like that. And I just, I like the fact that it says, you know, I saw the rest of my old friends at, at the reunion at the Holiday Inn. And, you know, they're flashing back to their dreams and their world just felt so big. And everything just felt so new. And opportunities just felt so plentiful. And then just, bam, you get hit with life. And your dreams, all of a sudden, they change. And your priorities are, are different. Not because, you know, things didn't work out. It's just because... Everything shifts and your life adjusts to how, you know, things happen in your life. There's another country song that's really good that talks about um, people getting together years after at a high school reunion. It's called Old School by John Conley. I can remember us cruising through town in your daddy's car with the top pulled down, looking so cool. We came from different sides of the tracks, but we still held hands out back of the old school. We spent all our time together laughing and having fun. We swore that we'd love forever because that was the way things were done at the old school. We both made it to our graduation. You chose a college. I chose a vocation driving 18 wheels. I became a part of your past. You went and married some guy in your class. He was a big deal. 
Your picture was in all the papers. You made such a lovely bride. They said you were going places, but me, I just went for a ride down by the old school. I got married to a sweet young girl and kept driving for the line. Your husband made his mark on the world, then he left you behind. In the big house with the swimming pool. Now you drive your kids down to the old school. Now here we are at the reunion of the class. You ask my wife if we could have one dance for the old times. We slow danced across the old gym floor. You whispered, it could be just like before. Call me sometime. You asked if I understand you. Well, yes, I'm afraid I do. You say everybody does it. Well, I don't care if they do. I'm from the old school. I'm from the old school. Where hearts stay true. I'm from the old school. I thought you were too. Another song that's really good that also kind of speaks of not a specific high school reunion, but a man finding, you know, coming to a hometown football game with his wife and he sees his old girlfriend. This is such a good song, Unanswered Prayers by Garth Brooks. Just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them, the past came back to me. And I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. She was the one that I wanted for all times. And each night I'd spend praying that God would make her mine. And if he'd only grant me this wish I wished back then, I'd never ask for anything again. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man of the stairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care because some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. She wasn't quite the angel that I remembered in my dreams and I could tell that time had changed me in her eyes too it seemed. We tried to talk about the old days. There wasn't much we could recall. I guess the Lord knows what he's doing after all. And as she walked away, while I looked at my wife, and then and there I thanked the good Lord for the gifts in my life. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man of the stairs that just because he may not answer doesn't mean he don't care. Because some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Oh my God, this this song, guys. Oh my God, I am just... Tears are forming in my eyes right now. This is 100% true. We do. We pray for things sometimes that, and then things just have a way of working out. And then we learn later on, well, if this had happened, this wouldn't have happened. And just, that's it. Just sometimes some of our answer, unanswered prayers are some of God's greatest miracles. And even the thing with the song Old School about a guy and girl, you know, dating they both went their separate ways after graduating high school she went to college he started driving a truck she met a guy who was a big leg in college and it turns out he ended up leaving her in a big house with kids and he did his own thing maybe he was a politician i don't know and then he just married a nice young girl settled down had a family and everything and he stayed true to his wife and then he meets up with his ex at a reunion and then she's hitting on him like hey it could be just like you know back in high school you know everyone does it and he's like i don't care if they do i'm old school i'm you know, I thought you were too. It's like, yes, it just shows that sometimes people do change and experiences have a way of shaping people that they turn out not to be who they used to be. And there's a reason that people get together in the times that they do. And there's a reason why people don't always 
stay together or end up together. So, all right. So if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And again, if you have a second, jump on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, search for Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, the All My Lanta Holy Chulupas Podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says reviews and just leave a review. You can use emojis or whatever you'd like. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.